Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder, rock and roll. And today, it's the Chaos Project, Serpentico and Dr. Luther, AW's killer tag team, tearing it up on dark and elevation. And of course, the two uh, guys who main evented on Dynamite for the Jericho's 30th anniversary. Dr. Luther has been on Talk is Jericho many times. As you guys know, one of my oldest friends in the business, but this is Serpentico's Talk is Jericho debut. You hear it all about his wrestling start in Puerto Rico, what prompted him to move to the States, how he ended up training at the 3D Academy with Bubba and Devon Dudley, why he started wrestling under a mask, and what inspired uh, the mask design. He and Luther also explain how they became a tag team in AEW, what inspired their name, and the streamers that Serpentico magically shoots out of his hands during their entrance. The Chaos Project is on the way, and Fozzie is on the way as well. Live rock and roll is back, and Fozzie's Save the World Tour starts September 2nd in Columbus. We've got a few festival appearances happening before them. Get all the tickets at FozzieRock.com. We're also headed back to the UK and Ireland in December. So come out and rock with Fozzie. We start at Iowa City at Wildwood on July 14th. July 15th, the Kadot uh, Wisconsin Rock Fest with Anthrax, Steel Panther, Rob Zombie, etc. Jacksonville. Uh, the Taco Festival on July 17th. Sheboygan at Brat Days on August 7th. And then, of course, the Save the World Tour starts across the states. Uh, September 2nd in Columbus, Ohio at the Newport Music Hall. Uh, September 3rd at Joliet uh, in Illinois at the Fords. Belvedere, Illinois at the Apollo Theater. Kansasville, Wisconsin on the 6th, etc., etc. We go all the way to Orlando at Earth Day Birthday on October 9th. So go check out all the tickets and VIP experiences that are available at FozzyRock.com. And don't forget the new video for Sane on my YouTube channel. We filmed on a roller coaster, did over a million views in less than three weeks. Go check it out. It was a crazy uh, day of filming for something that's never been done before, a very unique uh, video experience. And, of course, don't forget the latest episode of the Winnipeggers on my YouTube channel as well. New episodes every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on my Facebook page and YouTube channel. This week, we're talking about the all-night drive-in. Come have a drink, hear some stories, and share some laughs with the Winnipeggers, and share some good stories right now with the Chaos Project. Debuting on Talk is Jericho right now. So, uh, Luther, what were you saying about the... You, you, you've been wrestling over the last couple of days? So I uh, wrestled Kata on like a 47-minute match the other day. Fire Pro Wrestling. How many stars? Five stars. Five stars. One hundred percent. Oh, got. really? Yeah, that he beat just, me. Oh, well. I did. I, you know, he beat me, but like I took him. I took him to the full. Forty-seven pull. minutes. Dude. That's that's a long. Now, is this Fire Pro Wrestling from like the nineties or whatever the hell it was? No, it's pretty. I think it's it's a couple. It's you just know, the same series, but same now series, they, they released new one updates. like a few years ago because that yeah. was like kind of the first real big video game yeah. that yeah. was playing, right? Yeah. yeah. But I remember it being it's kind of really almost cool. like for Atari or something. It's, I don't think they changed much of it. They it just it looks a, just stuff. a little bit better now, but yeah, no, it's just very small sprites. And, and I mean, I play it uh, every so often. That's how I. You guys play a lot of wrestling video games. I used to. The, the more I wrestled, the less I played video games. The <laughs> play, le, less I played wrestling video games. But yeah, for the most part, my childhood was all wrestling video games. Which was the best ones? My favorite one was uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling Two for Nintendo sixty four. I had to import it from Japan. Oh, so the yeah, Japanese it's, guys. It's, obviously. So it's, it's what's uh, No Mercy is based on. And WWF two thousand, like the N sixty four games. So who who's in the game? Uh, it was pretty much every Attitude Era guy ever. Oh really? Was yeah, I yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. I got any royalty checks oh, from oh, that oh. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here with Serpentico and Luther, the Chaos Project, and um, it's interesting because Luther's done the show quite a few times. Lennis, 
Yes, sir. And I wanted to have Serpentico on, and then now suddenly you guys have uh, aligned, and it's crazy because I think the last four Dynamites, you guys have been on three of them. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool uh, uh, comeuppance here. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Some good FaceTime. That's what you got? It's awesome? It is awesome. <laughs> I'm See, stoked. look at that. I'm stoked, <laughs> Rob. I'm stoked. He's sober. No it's stories. the first time we've done this sober, and you got nothing to say. <laughs> it's cool. I told, I told you one word. Yes, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's great though because here's something that AEW has done a great job of, and uh, Tony Khan specifically is putting together tag teams. Yeah. You know, and he's done True. it with the Varsity Blondes with Garrison and Pillman, yeah. and the Acclaimed. He did it, and obviously he did it with you guys as well. When did you first hear about being a team? I heard from Lenny just rumblings, hey, this might happen in the future. Don't get too excited because, you know, how wrestling is, it changes by the second. Uh, so a few months ago, he came up to me and said, hey, they, they, they're putting us together in this, uh, this match uh, for Dark. And uh, they just want to see what we can do. I'm like, okay. So we brainstormed some ideas, and that's when the relationship of him using me as a weapon came about because I'm usually the smallest guy in a match, right? So I'm not going to lift anybody, but what if Lenny can just toss me at people and we'll bump that way? And uh, that's how it was born. We're just yeah. brainstorming ideas in the back. I'm like, let's try it out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But so I, that happened the very first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we just tried different things. We'd come up with stuff and try it out. And So who was it that told you that you'd be a team, Len? I think it was Tony and you, maybe. Hmm. I, yeah. I think they were talking about uh, wanting to try it out and see how it worked because he was evil and I was evil. <laughs> right, the two evil guys. Yeah. But I remember, I remember from what I heard that Tony was saying about putting you guys together in a match and he just saw the connection, you know, between the yeah. two kind of almost. Because if you look at the AEW roster, I was talking last night to, to somebody about how you two guys are two of the cartoon Esque. I'm not saying that in a in a in a sure like henchman in a bad way. Yeah. It's like if someone was gonna draw a picture for right. a comic for book, sure. yeah. you guys are Perfect easy to, to yeah. draw, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. And I I love a lot of fans have been doing that. I post them on my Instagram and, and Serpentico does too. It's like, um, like you said, it's an easy fit. And, and so. when 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 last time we spoke, you had basically just started in AW, been for a couple of months. But there's been a lot of people, Luther, who have drawn. Like you said, pictures of you and made toys, action figures, yeah. and it's it's amazing to me because it's it's like you've done this again of reinventing yourself into this other character, but people are are connecting with it. Yeah, and it's just like you do or anything like you get your your root note, but you you go off it and you make it better and bigger mm. and you know run stuff up the flagpole and see how it works. That's what we do. So Chaos Project, like we try new things, and and so far it's been. It's Where did you come up with the name Chaos Project? So everything we do has been a 50-50. We decide on everything together. So I sent him a, bu a bunch of different names, and I had him hone it down, and then I picked some, and then we just came up with... Yeah, what were some of the like, names that he sent you? Um, first, it was uh, 138 Chaos Project. The project with a K, which I loved. Because the mist, I was like a mist, you know, into yeah, the mist. that was kibosh. That was the, uh, the one that stood out. We, we were really close to using that one. Then when we sent it in, they said the, the name, the actual name itself, the characters, way too many to fit on, like, the lower thirds and all the, the mm. merchandise and stuff. Uh, so we decided on Chaos Project. Where were the, you sent me a bunch. I sent a lot. First, I thought 138 was what I was going to say. What is 138? It's, uh, it's a Misfits song. And then um, is it a criminal code for something? That's not, but I think it is. If you look it up, I think it was like it might be. <laughs> We're gonna leave it you up know, to the people at home. 
think it was, but it was probably something that wasn't good enough. Or it was like kind of more taboo to put mm. up like. Uh, so you just wanted to be called 138. Yeah, or just, you know, something different. Right. I wanted to be different than everyone every other name. Mm. And it's like I told him, I said, I want a name that kind of just doesn't really sound like a wrestling, like a wrestling name. Yeah. Like more like a band. Same with our logo. I wanted a, a, a logo that looks like a band. Like same with, same with your ideas all the time. Like mm-hmm. something that's going to be a little different than just wrestling. Yeah. And that, even that, I was like, I sent him. I came up with the logo. I hand drew it. I sent it. It was like, great my, drawing. So I'm all fine in his under. It's, I should have got my brother to draw in crayon. <laughs> crayon. I, <laughs> I actually did, did it in pen. I, think. I don't remember. But it, uh, it looked terrible. But he got the gist of it. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, that process took maybe a day we just sent text back and forth until we narrowed it down to what we like you know it's our, that's our, our our pretty much our relationship we gel very well we have the same wavelength on a lot of things uh have a lot of the same ideas and uh we just ping pong stuff constantly back and forth like last last taping i came in with uh my notepad on my phone filled with ideas like what if you do this next week or about this week and we tried one of them you know and it, it worked out so like every every week we try something new we just Sit at home for a few days, just think about before stuff. Before we build on it. Today yeah. we came up with the, almost the same idea. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It's great because, like I said, the, you've created the, the very unique uh, tag team. Like you say, you were using Serpentico as, as, a, as a weapon sort of thing. I've never seen that before uh, in a tag team. It's actually very, very yeah. original. Well, yeah. other people use people as, you know, to throw, throw but never against their own will. So right, to me, so. that's something pretty new and different. Well, and, as, and as a partner too, right? Yeah. 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 Like sometimes you pick up your opponent and throw yeah. your opponent over right. the top onto the other exactly. opponent, but this is your actual, your partner. And the actual like reluctancy happened on accident. That wasn't the original like idea. We just said, that just, was a happy just, accident. Yeah, it's a happy accident. Which one was that? Like uh, when, when, he, when he did oh, the yeah, yeah. It, was, no. it was just, it felt natural to like not be one of three because that would hurt you know if even if i bump on somebody it's still gonna hurt me mm-hmm. right so when I, I took that first body slam one of the things he body slams somebody and then texts me body slams me three times uh i got up and going this would hurt this hurts yeah and i grabbed my lower back and then i saw it uh, when the, the match aired i'm like oh what if we can just do this for every move like why would I want to do this? It works. It helps us win. But what if I don't want to help him win this way? Yeah. yeah. Reluctantly yeah. participating. So it's a happy accident. And now, uh, now we just brainstorm ideas like what we can do to take normal moves we've seen for years and years and form make, it to where it can work for us. Make it ours. Yeah. yeah. It's cool too, because I love the one like where like the Ric Flair bump, but you actually <laughs> yeah. take the bump. But I mean, it's it just like you said that. And, and once again, when you hear Serpentico and Luther, but now seeing you together, like it is like you guys match this up. Like the the look, yeah, one guy's in yeah, a mask, yeah, one yeah. guy's got makeup on. The, the, but you had similar colors even before. It just really is a natural fit. It, it, it feels it's this is going to be really weird, but it, it feels like I've, we've been tagging for, for a long years. Time, yeah, like it really is a natural fit. It feels like a long time, and yeah, it's I wonder awesome. if it's because you guys have this, have similar attitudes. Like you've been wrestling for a long time, but you just came in into AEW as we discussed. You know, you know this is a great shot, a great position, and you're open to do anything. Mm-hmm. And Serpentico, I'm not sure how long you've been uh, 18 years, so, 19 this year. I mean, that's so, yeah. pretty freaking yeah. close. Yeah. 20 years of yeah. kind of, and this is not being disrespectful. I've never heard of you before. Right. Kind no, of, yeah. 
doing whatever you've been doing yep. on this indie scene. Yep. So now that you're here, you're recognizing this is a big chance for of course, you as well. Of course. So you're open to anything too. Yeah. I just show up to work and see what, what plans are. And all right, how can you make this uh, work within the parameters they gave me? Mm-hmm. Right. So if I have, you know, whether it's a four minute match or 10 minute match, I'm going to do my best to, you know, make them go, okay, wow, I can trust them with this match and that match and this person, that person, and just, you know, build a rapport here. All right, so Pentagon, let's talk more about your journey to AEW, and we'll do that after I share some words of encouragement and advice to all those looking to take the next step in their relationships from our friends at Steven Singer Jewelers. Finding the person you want to spend the rest of your life with is great, but then comes the pressure of taking the next step, the proposal, and shopping for the engagement ring, hassle, haggling, finding a store to trust, trying to figure out the four C's, discounts, sales, coupons, styles, all the other nonsense, And yes, those are the fantastic reasons to put off getting engaged. That's why guys really hate Steven Singer. He takes away every excuse in the book to not buying the ring. Of course, Steven Singer makes it so easy to buy an engagement ring. Steven Singer is a Philly jeweler. He's been making it too easy to buy diamonds for over four decades. He specializes in diamond engagement rings. He has a staff of real experts, real jewelers, real people that are ready to help you find the perfect ring or gift at the perfect price. No call center, no sales, no haggling, no codes or discounts. Just the best possible price guaranteeing the best value every single day. Check out Stephen at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with fast and free shipping. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. No more excuses. Get that engagement ring for the best price that possible right now. IHateStevenSinger.com. So let's talk about your, your journey to AEW yeah. and kind of we, we know a little bit more about Luther because he's been on before, but you mentioned 18 years of being yeah. in the business. Yeah. Where did it start for you? Uh, Puerto Rico. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. That's where I started training, actually. Uh, the day after high school, graduated high school. It's my <laughs> first day of uh, pro wrestling class. And uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. Uh, because, now, being a smaller guy, yeah. of course, because even, I mean, Lenny can tell you the same. When we were the same age. Yeah. Oh, you're way too small. Yeah, and you yeah. actually are much smaller. Yeah. So how were people telling you that uh, you shouldn't do this? Yeah, of or? course, like, oh, you're gonna get hurt. Why are you doing this? Is like a big man sport, and like, I'm I'm very stubborn by you know just how I am naturally. So when they told me, well, you can't do this, I well, now I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I want to do it now. You know, and they would always say, well, you never make it at your at your your weight or your height. I'm like, well, now I want to. You're like, no, mm-hmm. thanks, appreciate it. Now I have something to like strive for even more than what I wanted to do before. But every class I've ever been in, every pro wrestling school or every every trainer I've ever had has never really like turned their back on me. Like they see I show up every day, work hard, and I take punishment, you know, because I'm I am smaller and I was usually the bum guy for every class, you know. But that actually helped me now, because now uh, I get praised for like the way I bump and the way I protect myself and others and stuff like that. So it actually worked out in the end. You know, it's cool too because you see a guy like your size and you're expecting you know flips and flops and flies and and there's really i mean you you're, you you can do some of it yeah. but you're more ground-based and just yeah. a solid worker yeah so uh before like on the indies i would do like every type of move ever and when you're young you think you're invincible you right. can literally do any move and wake up the next day i'm like i'm great you know and then it takes a toll after years and years of doing that same style and then i got a little bit smarter too i would be on these shows with high flyers that are better than me no, they could high, fly better than me. So why would I attempt to, to try to match up to them? I want to be completely different, right? So my the best example I always use, if I'm on the show with Phoenix, I can't outdo Phoenix at what Phoenix does. 
I'm going to do the exact opposite. So now people have two things to talk about as opposed to like, oh, all the high flyers on the show. Oh, there's one good high flyer, one good all around base. Oh, he's really good too. Like that was my, my idea coming, like trying to learn from my past and, and, and realizing, hey, if, if I can't match somebody like at their level, I'm going to do something different. Right? So I would watch shows and that's how I would. It's a great uh, point because I know the one I had uh, talked to Orange Cassidy before. Yeah. He said the same. You know, he's doing these fly moves, and there's guys that are completely just like blowing him away. So why do I bother? What can I do that's different? And here's something that I think Lenny will agree with me: is this is that to be truly a great catcher for high flyers, you have to have been one yourself Mm -hmm. to understand where to be (laughs) and, and how to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, we were considered like the high flyer. Yeah. And uh, I think that does help. It's it's like like hockey or whatever, anything to be really good at offense. You need to know how to play a little bit of defense. Defense, too. yeah. You know, so I think the best thing to do, and just like you said, is just be all around, like all around. Good work at all styles, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. where you styles. can work with anybody. Right. I yeah. mean. Just like Serpentico did, I kind of try to do the same thing, be able to work mm-hmm. with anybody, you know. Like, So how long were you in Puerto Rico for? Did you work down there for like colognes or uh, anything like so that? So I left right before. So I, I was in uh, wrestling school there for three years. Mm-hmm. And I started doing smaller like companies down there. Um, but then I, I quickly realized like at my size, it's going to be hard to really stand out and break out. Because back then, the, the scene was really hot. Not as hot as it was in the 60s, 70s, but they were still drawing like 10,000 people per Really? Yeah. Well, like in, and, the, in the, is it the early 2000s? Uh, no, then, it, that, that was, it was our sort of on the, uh, the decline. Okay. But was it still a lot of like blood happening oh, there still, at the time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's was, where the whole FMW style came yeah, from, yeah, Puerto totally. Rico, right? Yeah. 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 So I realized uh, I, I wouldn't be able to stand out the way I thought I could. So I actually moved to the States and uh, just try my luck here. And then I moved to Florida and then joined Bubba and Devon school. And that's when they taught me like the psychology of wrestling. I knew the moves. The moves are easy for me to learn. I'm a very visual learner. So if I see a, someone hook for a suplex, like I can probably understand how the, the hmm. mechanics of this. But what takes, what makes sense in a match and what, where to put that suplex, that's where I learned when I got to, to Bubba and Devon school. It's interesting that you'd already trained in Puerto Rico yeah. and you come to the States and enroll in school again. That takes a yeah. lot. You have to be humble to do that. I yeah. would never have done that. Like Started over. Go in school again. Like, well, I know how to do all this shit. Start over. Completely. So what made you decide to do that? I took a break after I started. I moved to Florida. I took a kind of a break because I didn't know where to go. Because back then, like, rest of the school was still kind of hush-hush. I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. And then by happenstance, I'm in a gym, like, near my house. And uh, it, there's a banner that said, you know, Team 3D Academy opening soon. Like, what are the odds of like this happening to me, right? So I walked to the back and there's, you know, there's Bubba just sitting on his chair and just, what's up, kid? I'm like, oh boy, well, here we go. Angry look on his <laughs> face. Yeah, just, just angry for no reason. I'm like, uh, sir, excuse me, sir, I want to just join pro wrestling school. He's like, are you sure? Like, uh, uh, yes, sir. I was like, all right. And he explained everything to me. And 10 years later, you know, I was still there for a while. So I helped train the kids coming up after I graduated that school. And they're the ones that instilled, like, they found something in me that I didn't think I had, right? Mm. Uh, They said, hey, you're small. That's great. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Now make it work for you. Mm. And that's what I ended up doing. It's interesting. When we, uh, and we'll talk about it, when we had the 30th anniversary match of me and Hager against the Chaos Project, Bubba was texting me right when it was announced, like, it's good for this guy. He's a good kid. And he's, I mean, I didn't even call you a kid, but he's, he's, he's pretty solid and he deserves the chance. I was like, yeah, man, he sure does. So he was uh, very proud of you. 
Yeah, I owe them so much, and I, I say it every time I, I talk to them, like they they really like propelled my career forward. Like they gave me chances that other people probably wouldn't have given me. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there was one one time I was still working at Target, and uh, Bubba just texted me at like seven o'clock at night. Hey, this weekend, do you wanna you wanna tag with us? Like what? <laughs> tag with, <laughs> with with what? It's like yeah, show up to Coral Springs High School down south of Miami at eight o'clock on Saturday. I'm like okay. And I showed up and tagged with them. It was great. And then they put me through a table. So yeah, they, they got one over on me. <laughs> Who are you, Juan Dudley or something? Yeah. <laughs> Juan Dudley. <laughs> you know, it's, and, then, and then and here we go. You know, just a couple months ago, you guys ended up working with uh, with Devon's kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. TNT, Terrence yep, and Terrell. Yeah. Which was hilarious because I saw, I try and watch as many of your, yeah. of your matches as I can because I enjoy them. But I saw TNT on the board so of course I'm thinking Savio Vega I know, oh. I, know it's, I know I know it's a tag team but who's TNT and yeah, this name's yeah. been taken and then I see the two kids I'm like wait a second <laughs> last time I saw them there was these two little guys yeah. just kind of looking around I remember just like two little like yeah little just wide eyes just, yeah. you know so how was it for you to work with them uh, it was great uh, I've known them for years because uh, they I, they used to while we were training in the ring they would just show up with their dad and get in the ring and tumble around and not to see them like you know come out on their own and have matches on in AW. It was great. I enjoyed it. Lenny had never met them before, yeah, but I told great. them they're solid. Like yeah. they're you haven't met Devon yet, but they're just like their dad yeah. in the ring. Like they move just like they. It'll be fun. And yeah, it ended up being great. It's easy. Let's talk about what it's like uh, for you, Lenny, working with all these guys at AEW. Uh, before we do, I need to tell everyone about True Bill. If anyone out there needs help keeping track of your bill payments and budgets, then you need to check out TrueBill.com/Jericho. Truebill is super easy to use this app. It helps you manage your finances. You can create monthly budgets and track your expenses. There's an automated savings option that lets you choose how much you put away each week. You can set up push notifications that let you know when you're too close to going over your budget or when your cash is running low. The app will help you easily identify fraudulent activity as well. Truebill offers multiple ways to save on your bills and lets you work with many of the nation's top providers to negotiate and lower your bills as well. It's got bank-level security, so you know it's safe. And Truebill has saved its users more than $50 million. You can manage your subscriptions directly through the app and cancel ones you're no longer using. If you're like me, then you probably signed up for just about every streaming service during the pandemic. Now you probably don't want them all. I know I don't. Truebill can help you manage that. The average person saves $720 per year with Truebill. That's a lot of money. So get started today at Truebill.com slash Jericho. Take control of your finances and start saving at Truebill.com slash Jericho. That's Truebill.com slash Jericho. And Talk is Jericho is also supported by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Of course you do. Uh, it's hard work, as you know, but you know what's easy is bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it so easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. How was that for you, Len? Like we mentioned, you've been wrestling basically on the Pacific Northwest, and here you are every week. And we'll talk more about you know about Dark. How you guys seem to be the main event every second week on Dark. What do you call yourselves? The house, the house band, band or the gatekeepers, <laughs> yeah. either one. The house band of house dark. Band of dark. But you're working with all of these guys, and I think I mean mm-hmm. it revitalized your whole career, obviously. But 
How is that for you, seeing all the different styles and sizes and, and all that sort of thing? Well, I like it. I, I, one thing I like, too, is that wrestling has really opened up to different sizes and different philosophies of wrestling, which is good. And uh, we have a really good mix here. And one thing I think we both like is, like, when we're wrestling the new guys that they bring in, when guys get signed after wrestling us, I, I take mm. that as a, as a big notch for us. Like, Who got signed after you worked with them? The Blondes got signed. Oh, Bill and Griff? Bowens and we wrestled Bowens and uh, Lee Johnson. Wow, um, yeah, yeah. No. a couple other. Yeah, you, just, you just said Bear Country last week. We oh, had Bear that, Country. Yeah, okay. the match is great. Those guys are huge. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm like two sixty five, six one, and I felt tiny almost. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I remember I went to um, a comic convention or like a, a pop culture convention about a year and a half ago, two years before the lockdown, and I was on one side and Hall and Nash were there on the other side, so. I went over to say hi and they stood up and I was like, holy shit, you forget. Like these guys <laughs> yeah. are forget. so big. Yeah. You don't realize it until you stand like toe You to don't. Toe. And the yeah. thing is now here in this company, you and I, Len, are, are two of the bigger yeah. guys. Yeah. And then those two dudes, like I see Lance Archer, for example, or Gallows. It's like, holy uh-huh. smoke, everybody <laughs> used to be that height. You were yeah. just an average guy. And then the big country, uh, big co- in a big country. In a bear country. Um, you're like, oh my gosh, they're just massive cats. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it until we got in there and I was like, geez. Yeah, I didn't. Like uh, when he picked me up, it was like, whoop, there we go. <laughs> like wrestling them because you, you see them like, oh, they're, okay, I've been around them for a few weeks. Like, I, you know, and then you watch it on TV and like, oh, wow. Like, yes. <laughs> it's like when, uh, when I first met Xbox. You know, he, he, when I was growing up, he was the small guy on the roster. Yeah. And then I met him one day in, uh, in Florida and I had to literally look up and like, oh no, what chance do I have? Yeah, yeah, the, he was the, the small, small guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a good six foot yeah. one as well. Like, you're the mm-hmm. small guy. Okay. It just yeah. shows how big, like yeah. you mentioned things have changed over the I years. I used to be the small guy in a lot of the shows. <laughs> yeah, that's the like, truth. <laughs> yeah. All the, all the no. time. Yeah. Let's talk about the Serpentico gimmick because yeah. your mask is, and I've seen masks since I was, you know, 21 years yeah. old in Mexico and all around the world. Yours is one of the best because oh, it's completely you. different from the rest. Yeah, this is I like I like that my mouth is completely covered. You can only see reactions from my body and my eyes. It, it, it elongated, yeah, like a, yeah. it looks like kind of some kind of a beetle or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Where did you get that idea? Uh, so this was a an idea that a friend of mine who's a, uh, an artist in St. Pete and called uh, Chris Parks. He goes by Pill Horse. Um, pill horse, pill horse, yeah. Oh, pale horse, pale horse. Yeah. I say pill horse, <laughs> man. <laughs> pill horse would have been popular in the nineties. <laughs> Hey, Bill Horse, come over here, brother. What you got in that bag? <laughs> he wanted to create a living uh, wrestling exhibit because that's what he was a big Lucha Libre fan. So he wanted to create, uh, not just paint a, a wrestler, but he wanted to make a living exhibit. He wanted to paint it and have a show depicting his characters in the ring, right? So he created a bunch of different characters. He went to, to Mexico City and just spent time there going to Lucha Libre shows and got inspiration, came back, drew up all these characters. And uh, I had known him for a little bit through a mutual friend. And uh, I, he had uh, contacted me saying, hey, do you want to be part of this just this one-off wrestling show? Oh, you have a character to work. You know, we'll, we'll explain how he works. There's a big mythology behind it. And then get used to it and then have the show and wrestle as him. Like, okay, cool. I've never done this before, but I'll try it out. And uh, this first show was a hit. I enjoyed being a different character after, at, at that time, around 15 years, just being the same, you know, same type of character. I was ap- able to wrestle Did you wear a mask before that? No, no, just, never. I hate it. I, I never wanted to. If I'm going to wrestle, I want everyone to see my face. Like, and now I'm like, no, I want to. I, this is the mask is me. This is like what I want to be represented by. Uh, so we did these shows, and uh, we did a second show, and it was such a huge hit and such a good like 
opinion pieces on, on the news and St. Pete news and stuff like that. Like, oh, this could be something. This could be something I can take somewhere else. And I asked him, like, do you mind if I use this on the indies? You know? And uh, being the great person he is, he signed over the, the all the oh, information. Wow. Everything's, I own everything now. And he let me use it. And now, now I'm here. So That's a true kind of Lucha Libre style. Like Antonio Pena yeah. would come up with all the characters, right. Octagon and... You know all of those classic here, yeah. Atlantis, yeah. and he would draw the mask and, and copper. This. So that's why when you see those guys leave and you yeah. see Laparca Junior or, or, right. or Pento Zero Meadow, right? Yeah, they have to change their name because somebody else owns the character, exactly. right? Yeah. So I was lucky enough to, you know, he was gracious enough to give me, you know, all rights to the character. I can use it anywhere I want. So I'm very lucky, very fortunate that he actually did that. Because then, if not, I don't know where I'd be right now. So let's talk about that because I read something uh, that you posted a while ago. Where you said that you were about ready to kind of give up on wrestling. That yeah. When, tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, after 18 years and you, you've had, you know, multiple, like, not tryouts, but like you've been to do extra work for NXT and extra work for Impact and Ring of Honor and nothing really comes back out of it. You kind of just get a little bit demoralized. Right. So, right. and uh, I was, after a while, I'm like, do you really want to keep like sacrificing my family and not being home on the weekends? Because I was actually, you know, pretty full schedule for an independent wrestler. Like, I should make a living on the indies after so long. Something That's how else. it was. It was like lots of work. Yeah. So, be, but because uh, I ha- I was making a living, it was because I would wrestle Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'd come, come home Monday. I would schedule bookings throughout the week and, and try to make connections and then leaving it on Friday. So, it was a lot of work. Uh, you were working all across the States? Yes, all across the States. I would do Canada, Mexico. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, gotcha. yeah. But after a while, it becomes a grind where, yeah, this is fun, but where is this leading me to? Mm-hmm. I can't do this forever. This is, you know, I, I, I want to build a family. I want to have a house. I, I want to do all these things that I can't do because it's really hard for me to juggle everything at once. Uh, and then once the pandemic hit, everything stopped. Like, all my bookings dried up. Like, I had around 10 WrestleMania weekend bookings for last year. And on the same day, like, they all got canceled. I'm like, Yeesh. well, this is, this is my rent. This is my livelihood. Like, what am I going to do now? Like, there's no way I can bounce back for this, I thought, right? Because I, I like to think that I'm a very forward thinker. Mm-hmm. And I realized, well, this has never happened before. So this is unprecedented. So how am I, out of millions of wrestlers on the planet, going to jumpstart the careers after this is over? Mm-hmm. Even if it is over, we don't know. So I realized that I should, you know, this is it. Like, this is something telling me, all right, you should probably stop, like, regroup, get a quote-unquote real job, and then, you know, start over from scratch and that's it like my last match was in march you know and no no indies no nothing we were in lockdown nothing happened so i kind of just accepted it slowly but accepted it like the this was forced upon me i didn't really like want to walk away i I said i wanted to but then i'm like what if you know what if what if something happens next year i don't know uh but this definitely stopped everything stopped so um yeah i want to walk away the world stopped yeah the world stopped so we, we, we said before, one of the, the luckiest things Len did was he signed his contract. We were just talking about that. Yeah. March, March 4th or March 11th? <laughs> yeah, uh, 11th. And that was the last yeah. our last show, Salt Lake City. Yeah. The, la- the last time we yeah. wrestled outside that, of Jacksonville. So that weekend before was my last match. That mm-hmm. Saturday before. And then all I was supposed to go to New Jersey the weekend after, and then they canceled everything. Were you working here? No, there was no, 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 there there was was no here at that point. No, yeah, I yeah. was in, in, uh, just an independent in Florida. I, was just, I meant AEW. Like, there was oh, no, no Darks yeah. at then because we were still traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darks back those days would be four or five matches a night. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Two or three, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to quit until, you know, AEW came around and, you know. So so what happened? So Because you live in the, in, the, in the Miami. So I live in Orlando. Orlando. Uh, yeah. So, um me and QT go way back. Gotcha. We trained at Bub and Devon School for a ah. long time. We've been known each other for a while. 
and uh i was dead set against like sending an email or asking for help or like i don't want to like you know so i i i put something on facebook back when i had facebook like hey like this is real like you know uh, i'm not the only one but this is my story this is what happened you know i lost my job lost my wrestling gigs like all my money dried up like i'm living off of savings but just wanted to know like you're not alone like we can get through this together oh and i get I, i'm not sure i've never asked him about this but maybe two hours later qt texts me like, hey do you want to come to jacksonville i'm like okay sure i'll come out you want to wrestle me dustin uh and like you know what this is great i'll wrestle you and dustin that'll be my final match i don't expect anything to come out of this right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. you're thinking whatever because right, 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 once again there was no 15 matches on dark at that no, point so, time. you didn't know what to right. expect so, and, I, and i've done and had some matches before and nothing came out of them so you know using my experience like all right well i'll just do this and go make home a couple bucks. make a couple bucks and go yeah. home yeah. pay my rent so i came in uh did the match and they, they were happy with it i'm like all right thank you very much appreciate it and then he texted me for the next week and the next week and the next week and then you know fast forward six months here was this always with with serpentico or both both uh, gimmicks? both yeah gotcha. so uh i didn't actually do, uh debut serpentico until uh, i wrestled darby mm. yeah and that was maybe maybe a month or two after so what prompted you to to want to introduce the serpentico character so darby? uh qt would ask him hey do you want to what character do you want to use i'm like well it depends on the match right because if it's a just a regular tag match i'll do john cruz because i think serpentico could stand out on his own if he's by himself in the singles so it, it was always tag matches until uh one day he texted me like all right you'll do a tag match on wednesday and you do a singles on thursday and on thursday you wrestle uh darby i'm like oh can i be serpentico with that He's like, sure, sure. Kind of fits, right? Yeah, it kind of fits. Let's do it. And uh, I did. And I didn't know this until October where Tony stopped me and told me, hey, uh, the match with Darby is the one that sold me on you. Because he had no idea that John Cruz and Brendan were two different people. Or the same <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah, he two different people. Yeah. <laughs> so the match is over. And then because we have no fans, right? The Once the match is over, like we on break, we walk to the back through the tunnels. Uh, and he met, met me halfway. He's like, I had no idea that was you. And I've been here for two months already doing matches, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, that that was the first match I had. And that, I think that, that Tony said it sold on him. And then they kept bringing me back at Serpentico. We even had a match. Really? Oh, we did. Yeah. I, I was actually, that was, I think that was, oh, I wrestled was, you the same night, actually. I had two matches that night. I'm sorry. That was as 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 John. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wrestles human against. Me. Yeah, there was a, uh, there's yeah. a perfect. The human. Yeah. human and snake. There's a, per, there's a picture of him, uh, me, him trying to break my back. That's a perfect picture, and I love it because if we know now we knew what we knew back then, right? Or are, the, the yeah, yeah. if we knew back right, then, right. we know now. Uh, it's crazy how it worked out. Where well, it, it basically you know it, it revitalized your career, yeah, of course, and, and of added course. so much to yours. Yeah, because you because you, you as a singles, you're kind of just doing whatever. No, nothing's really slotted, and now you have direction. I love it now. Yeah, yeah. Someone asked me the other day, like, how long you you plan on working still? And I was like, uh, Spender, how long are you gonna wrestle for? And he's like, I don't know, ten years ago, ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's good. <laughs> so, so when they decide to put you together as as a team, another thing I love about the Chaos Project is the entrance. It's a great entrance. Yeah. Now yeah. it kind of all stems with you with the the kind of the streamers. The streamers. As we say. Yeah. Yeah. How did you come up with that idea? Actually, there was a uh, a luchador in uh, AAA and CMLL that I used to like, and uh, he used to use the streamers as well. Um, this is the '90s. This Who is, is it? Uh, it's uh, El Oriental. Oh. So, Oriental, but he, yeah. yeah, but he used to use streamers in the entrance. But this is the '90s, so like. It's been years. It's been decades since anyone uses. So I'm on the indies, and uh, I just let me just try it out. Let me see if it gets a reaction, right? So every time I did it, they would like everyone would pop. Oh, this is great because now I have to work less hard because yeah. now they're into it, right? <laughs> this is great. 
Uh, so now I, I hook them in with the entrance, and now I just do whatever in the match. And they're like, oh, they still talk about the entrance. Uh, so my first match here at Serpentico, I had Dustin as my coach. And I was so nervous. I'm like, man, I, I just really want to get this entrance in because I think it'll turn some heads. It'll make people talk at least. So I asked him, like, do you think this is okay? And I showed him a video. He was like, it's your entrance. Yeah, do it. And walked away. I'm like, all right. It's just so great about AEW, yeah. too. Like, other places would be like, nah, nah, yeah. nah. You're, you know, you just they, do enhancements or whatever. Right. So uh, I did it. And every match thereafter, like, they would ask me, what do you want to do in the match? I'm like, we only have four minutes. I don't want to do much. Just let me have my entrance. Because I think people will keep talking about it. And eventually, they'll make people remember. And then. You're right. It worked out. And then once uh, Lenny and I got put together, I'm like, we have, we, we hashed out our engines right before we did the first match like this is what we should do like okay perfect and it worked out ever since and even that we built we well you've added to, yeah, we added to it. it yeah, yeah. yeah. every week whether there's something right and then yeah. the uh because the... you would always come out kind of hunched over with your arms yeah. out yeah as luther yeah and now it's kind of part of the com- combine we the two do, yeah we do it both and then even in the ring now with the cameras and we got the, the strobe, strobe lights, lights yeah now, it's all it's all it's, it's a really music. cool music yeah. yeah oh music's great I, I sent Ruck. I told him what I want. Like I was like, I want a Slayer Megadeths feel. Oh, I, first I I went by you. I was like, what do you want for music? This is what I. He's like, whatever you want. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So I told him kind of the vibe I wanted, and he he I think really hit out of the as park. long as I get the streamers. It's all as long yeah. as the streamers so are in. It's hard to find something that you've never really seen before. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I remember Oriental. His sisters were uh, Cynthia and Esther Moreno. Oh yeah, they were uh, like early uh, diva, not diva, luchadoras. Luchadoras, yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually went to Japan a couple times oh, with cool. Cynthia. But it's funny that you're able to use that as part yeah. of part of your kind of unique presentation. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's something I, I they once... taste delicious. <laughs> yeah, they do. You <laughs> always get them stuck in your mouth. <laughs> it makes a giant mess, and every time, like, uh, you can't see my mask. You can't see me say it because I have uh, the mask. But uh, I'm always apologizing to production. I'm like, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. <laughs> I gotta stop the match. Please get it out. Please, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where do you get those things? I uh, there's a uh, a a bulk order uh, on Amazon. I get them like. I shipped a hundred at a time, so I always. What are have they them. called? Streamers? Uh, Kabuki streamers. Oh wow! Yeah. So I just order a bunch every month. I order like a hundred and they're just all around the house and my girlfriend gets mad at them, but you know, <laughs> got to store them somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But in Japan, that would be the, the thing they would actually throw. They weren't these things per se, yeah. but they'd they're be the like long streamers, long streamers yeah. made out of, uh, what do they call them? Uh, some sort of paper. Yeah. Like not tissue paper, but yeah. some sort of, you know, the, the, they would throw them all in the ring in the, yeah. and then the referees would have to go like do a circular <laughs> motion to, I never really. Did you, did you, did you get streamers? Yeah, I got some, and I used to try to eat them or follow them, like you know, stink. Some things never change. <laughs> never change. <laughs> well, let's talk about the night you guys were in the main event on Dynamite as part of the Jericho Thirty Celebration. But before we do, I got to say a quick thank you to Diamond Dallas Page and his DDPY program. Uh, I did the DDPY the day after the Jericho Thirty show. It's the reason why I got to Jericho Thirty. Uh, DDPY has done wonders for me and so many others. It could do the same for you. And Dallas is so sure about that, he's giving everybody free access to the DDPY app for seven days, and then he's one-upping that with 20% off a DDPY subscription when you sign up at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. It's a great offer, and like I've said many times before, I do DDPY everywhere and anywhere, backstage at AEW, backstage at Fozzie Gigs, hotel rooms, living rooms, my front yard. It's a killer workout. You can do it at your own pace anywhere you want as well. It's good for any age, any skill level. 
You don't have to be an athlete to do DDP yoga. It's so easy to get started as well. You just download the DDPY app and you go. You can get it for iOS or Android. I've got it on my phone. Then you go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. You sign up for seven days of free access to the DDPY app and you take advantage of 20% off the DDPY app as well. Okay, so check that out. Seven days for free and then 20% off the DDPY subscription right now at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. And don't forget to watch the inspiring story about how Dallas created the DDPY program and the new documentary, Relentless, available now on Amazon Prime. He talked about that movie on Talk is Jericho a few months ago. So let Dallas and DDPY change your life like he has for thousands and thousands of people, including me. Get on the path to healthy living and stay there. Get in the best physical and mental shape of your life, just like Chris Jericho. Start today at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Let's talk about uh, about the, the night that you guys were in the main event of Dynamite for the uh, yeah. Jericho 30. Uh, that was that was quite a, a fun uh, evening for sure. It was. It was uh, a big homework for us. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and once again, people are like, oh, it's like, you know, so you, you chose Luther. And I was like, I didn't choose anything. That was Tony's idea. Because mm-hmm. we were going to do some kind of a match when you hurt your ear. When I got a concussion. Yeah, I got... Sunny hit you in the ear or yeah, something? Yeah, I got or? hit behind the head and got a concussion and uh, big cauliflower to your... And, yeah. so, and so we were going to try and have you do... We're, I think we're supposed to do a tag team I think match. it was originally yeah. a tag, yeah. And, and then they got pushed back because of that. And then yeah. they wanted me to wear a headgear maybe for... Well, that was my like, idea. No. <laughs> and, and, and Tony was like, that's stupid, no. Yeah. He goes, I'll put, you, I'll put you guys together in the Jericho 30th anniversary show. Which, by the way, he never told me about that either. He just said, we're doing a 30th anniversary oh. special. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. Nice. And you guys will be wrestling, you know, Serpentico and, and Luther. I was like, that's even cooler. So yeah. just really, I thought that was a great idea from Tony's end as well. He's a visionary. A visionary. But it was cool, though, just for, for, for us, Lynn. I think our, our, our first match that Marvez looked up was like April 19th, was, 1992. Yeah. And the last one was like 94. October 7th, 2020, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh, the last before. one we had 95, yeah. maybe? 95, yeah. Cork and Hall? Yeah. Is the, the lovely, lovely lads. lads. <laughs> Who do you remember about that match? <laughs> I remember getting... I can't remember his name, but he was like an ex sumo guy, wasn't he? Like super Iraqi, Arashi, Arashi, yeah, Arashi. But I remember getting a choke slam off the top rope. Yes, I remember oh, that. And it was I was so high in the air, and yeah, his name was Arashi, and he used to ask me to bring him back underwear from the states. <laughs> what? I'm like, why? I guess states underwear was better. <laughs> the Hanes is better. here. I think all they have there is white, and he wanted colored underwear. Or something. <laughs> oh, there you go. So and so we call ourselves the Lovely Lads because that's from Spinal Tap. Yeah. Well, we were the originals, then we were the new originals, then we were the lovely lads for a and while. And we never tagged. I don't think we ever never tagged, tagged in before. We never just wrestled against each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, lovely lads. The one, one time only. Big, big in Japan. Big in and Japan. then we broke up at the end. We broke up at the end. Yeah, yeah. we broke up. I was yelling, you're bullshit, Luther. <laughs> we shall not work together again. <laughs> but that was I just gr- remember, the only thing I really remember is that bump was like... Off the top? Crazy I remember high, that too, he yeah. he was so tall too, and I was like... Like you climbed up the top, he caught you, and kind of choked slammed you in the, the air. He was on the top too. He was in the air. He was on the top he too. He was on the top too. How the hell did he get to the he top? He crawled rope? to the top, choke slam. That's what I mean. I was so high up. I just remember thinking, I'm probably going to die right, <laughs> right now. Right. But it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I only lost a few more brain cells, but whatever. <laughs> you had a lot more back then. <laughs> I had a lot more back then, and more hair. <laughs> I think he knocked my hair out. <laughs> just to talk quickly about, uh, since we're talking about Japan, 
Uh, we just had the the passing of Leon Spinks, yes. who obviously was ex world champion, beat Ali mm-hmm. in, in 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 boxing fight. But also, too, what people don't know is he also wrestled mm-hmm. for a while in FMW. He did. I attacked with him, and we actually yeah. I, I, this. Um, Somebody printed a list of his matches, and he only had like 30 or 40. Yeah. So I found that you guys had tagged. He found the exact match two or three times. You actually, yeah. It was within a couple of days of each other. He must have been on the same tour. So tell us a little bit about, about Leon. So uh, I said before a couple of times, like, he just keeps be like, Luther, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. And like, this is when you're in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> we would talk in the back, and I don't think he really could get the concept of my wrestling character and then me Lenny and then I would go to tag him and there's a picture I had I posted before where he's literally looking at me dumbfounded and not knowing what to do like he'll just he would just stare at me the whole time I was in there doing wrestling and doing my thing and then I'd be like okay Leon you gotta come in you gotta do this and he would just like be I don't know I, I don't want to say terrified but just like not knowing what to do the fish out of water fish out of water and then he just keeps saying like I go okay you gotta get in here you gotta, I'm gonna pick him up and I'd tell him what to do I'd be like you gotta punch him and he'd just go you're crazy <laughs> and I'd be like and then I'd pick the dude up and he'd punch him and I would give him a suplex you know, like stuff like that and then other times I'd just like be like you gotta get just get in there and punch him so when you guys did so how was it like pitched to you like we're bringing in Leon Sphinx and then did he know anything about wrestling was he trained at all no did they pull I don't, him in I don't think they I mean he would wouldn't punch us hard but he was still throwing them he had a hand like a manager slash handler came over with him who i think did most of the talking to him um so he didn't go out much either like to go do things like i i didn't really ever see him the only time i really remember uh is one time in the dressing room you know how the young boys and girls that have to do everything there yeah so and they don't really ever get a chance to stop for anything so they, I, they went and got McDonald's or something. They right. took it to the dress rooms and, they had, and then they got called out to have to work. And then somebody came in looking for, for stuff for, for like, hey, where's Leon? And then we found him. And so I guess Leon ventured into their dress room and like ate all their food. <laughs> like all these young boys and girls food. Uh ate it all and he's like oh, I thought that was for me and I was like this <laughs> Why total <laughs> random dress room that hadn't food and I was like okay well that pretty much summed it up but uh, we got to go see him in the summer I think in we August with Red Cup right with Red Cup yeah. uh, me and my girlfriend Julianne and met his wife and, and saw him and it was good um, I brought some pictures and did he recognize you he didn't recognize too much he had much. some really bad dementia was, I think yeah right? he was he was uh, very fascinated with my girlfriend, though. Like, he was still like the ladies. And the, but it was nice seeing him. It was good. You know, it's interesting. I was just telling the story to the, to, to the Bucks earlier today about my first match. The Knicks said, did anyone ever shoot on you in the ring? I said, it wasn't so much shooting, but there was, like, in Japan, especially FMW at that time, they would bring in guys like Weta. Oh, Weta's the, the worst. So he's the, my very first match in Japan was against Weta, who was a kickboxing champion. Mm-hmm. But they never smartened him up. Nope. Or if oh, they boy. did, they didn't tell him much. Because it was my first match in Japan, and he was kicking the shit out of me. I remember Horace Boulder was like, you got to hit him back. Mm-hmm. So I went outside and grabbed a chair, and I hit him as hard as I could in the head. And he had this look on his face like, why'd you do that? <laughs> and he get all butthurt. And get all butthurt. And meanwhile, this guy was just kicking just the shit out of me. And I think that could have been the case with Leon, where they said, when you get in there, punch these guys, but don't kill them. Don't kill them, But yeah. don't do anything else. Like, they weren't bumping Leon Spinks. Yeah. I think the only time, I 
think he may have been suplexed by Goto or Onita. That's about it. Other than that, he just went in and the, the top of the yeah, top guys, top right? Guys. Right. And uh, yeah, it was crazy that Wada would be the night I I want to say wrestle very loosely for the in championship. The ring with him, yeah. I uh, I li- it was literally the worst, and I just choked him out. It was a strap match. And um, it got so bad, I just choked him out. Like, it was supposed to go longer, and I was like, there's you no way. You legit choked him out? Or? I legit like, just choked him until they tapped. Right, and then you won the title from him. And then I was done, yeah. But when I had lost the title to him, we went, it was rounds, and I think I went like three or four rounds. But my whole my whole leg the next day was like purple and swollen. Like, from him just kicking you? Kicked the shit out of me. And that's what, his, real. That's what they expected from him, right? For real, like... Yeah. Legit, like I was in a, I was in a, like a world kickboxing match <laughs> with, at that point with no kickboxing skills, with yeah <laughs> minimal, <laughs> minimal training, you know, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm pretty much almost a black belt. I've seen a ton of like Bruce Lee movies, right? right. Well, yeah, so that puts so you up there. I'm pretty good with. That. Did you ever work in, in in Japan? Uh no, no. Still one of my goals. So hopefully, once the pandemic's over, I'd love to go over and. Uh, but you said you do work in Mexico. Mexico, yeah, yeah. So what? Where did you work there? Uh, I did Crash in Tijuana, and that's then, Conan's. Uh, yeah, thing. and then uh, I did DTU uh, all over Mexico City and. As Serpentico. As Serpentico, yeah, that and that was great because uh, we went over there for for that tour specifically. A group of four of us went over there to work their guy because they wanted to work our style which i don't understand like what what style do you think we have he's like oh your american style like hulk hogan pose style like <laughs> <laughs> it's like no yeah you we want we want to shakespeare shakespeare right, shakespeare right, right. Yeah. i just you, learned that word of yeah, really a month ago Penta yeah. in phoenix yeah really Penta's like shakespeare i was like i'd ask him what was huh? that like <laughs> beth i <laughs> To be or not to, to be, be what does that have to do with anything? That is the question. Yeah, I was like, he's like characters. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so, so that's pretty much what they want. They want to inject their matches with like more character flares and then mm. just spots, and they want to work this out. Because then what they would do is they would send guys to work in these over here, and then they would use what they learned from us and bring them over here. And work so it's like the young style. boys from Japan, and they'd send them over. Right, right. Yeah, send them yeah, away. Yeah. yeah, so uh, and then I, did, I would do Crash, and Crash is very fun. Uh, there's just... You know, it's arena, 5,000 people just going crazy for literally anything you do. Um, and a lot of people that work here actually have done Crash. You know, I've mm. done Brian Cage, Penta, Phoenix. Like a lot yeah, of people. Cage works a lot in the yeah. Mexico type things, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a cool experience because uh, the psychology from Puerto Rico is different from the States, which is different from Mexico, which is different from Japan. So you learn a little bit from everywhere. And then just when you come home, you just put everything in your own style and just, you know. It's another reason why your team gels so well is you have all these different experiences. Yeah, from yeah. Your lens got Japan and South Africa and Canada and you've got yeah. Mexico and, you know, Puerto Rico and that sort of thing yeah. as well. And that's why a lot of Puerto Rican wrestling, like back then when I was coming out, was like just a lot of brawling. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I'm a smaller guy, like I love it. Mm-hmm. I love jumping on people's back and just start just brawling with them, you know. Uh, so that's that's also part of my style too. Or I can fly if I wanted to, but I just it's cool to just jump on somebody, just punch them in the face, and just yeah. you know play around with that. That's why uh, Jake Hager and I had such a ball just punching yeah. each other during our match. You yeah, know, yeah. so it works and it it's works, an art yeah. form as well. Yeah, yeah. Talking about characters, one of my favorite things that just came out of nowhere is when there's this match of uh, Chaos Project, and I believe it's TH two versus Matt and uh, Private Party and Hangman involving Brody, Brody's son for, yeah. his, for his birthday party. And I know Tony was like, I got something great planned for Chaos Project. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be great for Lenny. And so kind of talk about that, Len. 
Yeah, so they, he just said, hey, we have a, a plan for you guys, and uh, you get to talk in the mic, which was great. Um, I mean, essentially, that's a lot of my additions to get here was all Yeah, it was all talking, talking yeah. And I think... And you went, haven't talked since you've been and here. And I haven't <laughs> talked since. <laughs> since. <laughs> but, uh, and it went, went really good, and um, I thought the match was good. Um, so you had to do the promo on the kid. Did the pro- cut the promo on the kid, I'm, which was weird but it was it was funny i'm gonna ruin your birthday yeah, kid because we what was it we hate cast project hates you and we <laughs> yeah. hate birthdays yeah. and kids you would have show and, like a different side as well yeah like, you know like we're you know we can wrestle and stuff or be entertaining characters as well of course i think sh- you know should be well-rounded and stuff and and try to be like evil and maniacal but then again it's still look his still birthday, birthday. Yeah, and, right yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. did you talk to him before did he know you're gonna say that I don't think so. I, don't I, think, think, I think Lenny just cut the promo like I just, to me, yeah. and that's it. Like, we're going out there. I'm like, all I right. I just, no, like, <laughs> literally did it, like, two minutes before yeah. we were going out or whatever. I was like, hey, I'm going to go through. I'm going to say this. It was a good promo, though. Oh, thanks. What did Jake say to you? Jake Roberts? Jake said it was it was really good. He said that was, like, really professional, and it was you did great. And I told Don Callis, because, of course, Don watches none of our stuff, and I said, Lenny had a promo. But he, had, he did a great promo. He goes, of course he did. <laughs> all those promos are great. I'm sorry. I, it, it was like it was really surreal when Jake Roberts like Stop said it, it was yeah. really good because it's like cause he's one, one of the, of the greatest, greatest ever. promos of all time. And I was like, wow, to get that compliment from him. And yeah. he, he said, I was, I was looking forward to tell you. I was like, whoa, yeah. just really took me like, back. So. I, I've I've seen uh, promos from Lenny like on YouTube. Yeah, that look him up, but I've never like since we've been together, he's never had to cut yeah. a promo, right? Uh, so as he's cutting it, you know, I'm just, if you watch the footage back, I'm just looking, I'm like going, wow, this is great. This is good. Oh, I got a punch. There's one part of my promo I didn't really think about, but it actually worked perfect when I was like, and you were, you look stupid in a mask. And then he's in his mask. <laughs> right like, Hello. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that actually went, went good. But it was great because, because I was talking to one of the producers before one of the, our directors is like, yeah, we're trying to find this. Uh, we're trying to piece together this angle that we didn't know was happening. And you didn't know either the week before with, with Brody Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't, so tell, no tell the story. So, yeah, they just, I don't know. It was like. You guys had a match. With, you, oh, no, you were in the crowd. We were in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> you, you take it. This is, this is the week before where you cut a promo yeah. on us? Yeah, yeah. And yes. you, and, 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 oh, so we, okay, that one. Yeah, yeah. So we, were, we had the match, and I was, uh, I was out on the, on, the, on the outside of the ring near the gate. And John was still in the ring yeah, Spencer just, was still in the ring but I couldn't see him so I was blocked off and Frank Frankie the ref was with me and they start talking about a ball and, and I was like is Serpentico in the ring still and Frank couldn't see him Frank goes yeah I think so and then because you work with SCU yeah and they kept saying like oh you you and your stupid boss like what's he and I was like, is he cutting a promo? I was, just, I was just confused as he was because I didn't like, know that was going to happen. <laughs> he's like, so I'm yeah. listening, I'm like, this can't be about me. And so I'm, what's I, the kid saying? So he's talking about, you look so stupid, you have a stupid face and your stupid ball. And I, so he's on one side of the ring and I don't, I can't see him and he can't see. And, and I'm on the other. And I'm equally as confused. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm peeking over the, over the over the apron, going, what is going on? And because I didn't want to leave because I thought they're still filming, so I'm just laying there. And I'm like. What's that kid talking about? Like, what's he talking about, Serpentico? Like, Turns out you're roasting us. Yeah, and I was like, he's roasting me the whole time. And I was like, I had no clue. But the best part is we weren't sparring up to it. So we just yeah. were selling, waiting for the, the, the camera crew to tell us we're done. But it, they never, it never came. And it's, I hear Dark Orders music. And then, you know, someone talking to the mic. I'm like, oh, let me stay down. And then I hear, you know, That's him and so Lenny. Like, oh. I'm like, oh, no. But I thought he was assaulting Serpentico. And I was like, what's he talking about? <laughs> 
Oh, because he said he had a ball in your face. Yeah, you're, you're, but you're, I didn't even think about that. My 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 dot on my head. I didn't. I never even put that two two, two together. That was a ball. And yeah. I was like, what? Well, and the best part is, so then the producer and the director was like, we're trying to edit together this this angle from last week that none of us knew was happening. I said, yeah, no one knew it was no, happening. No, no, not except even for, except for Tony and Tony Khan and the kid. Yeah. I think the kid just went rogue. He's yeah. just doing <laughs> his thing, his own angle. Well, yeah. This is for himself. Yeah, brother. I was like, okay, well that's what we're doing so and the one thing that disappointed me is it was the one time that i thought a cake in wrestling would actually make it through the show without somebody falling oh no man and that table was made out of cement (laughs) cement (laughs) i hit that thing and it didn't even budge i was like oh i was uh i was peeking waiting for it to break and it didn't and i just see lenny go up and look at the cake all disappointed and i'm like oh no You're supposed to go through. The yeah. the it's so funny that I just watched NXT last week where uh, Say, yeah, Tony no, Storm was cleaning, just cleaning the stuff it. off and it just fell. Oh, just fell. Yeah. Just yeah. exploded. <laughs> they moved a piece of paper and the thing fell. I think WC yeah. Field says that. Don't work with animals, children, or tables. <laughs> yep, it's true. They got minds of their own. <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy. Like it didn't even, not even a, not even a little no spring, nothing. nothing. It was like hitting wow. cement. I was like, oh. But it was cool. Uh, like, like we said before, like, and I've said a million times, like, I'll do anything for the wrestling business, and I'll do, I will, we'll do anything for AEW. Whatever needs to be done to help the business, yeah. where Cast Project is there. Well, that's the thing. You guys have built up. It's a perfect like, and once again, I say this with the best of respect because it's not easy. A great kind of, I don't like mid underneath tag team. Like you can work yeah, the main event, for sure. You can work the opening match. You can get thrown into a cake. You can, right. you know, fight Bear Country. You know, that, that's a great dependable team yeah. that you can mm. do anything with. And yeah. six months ago, you guys didn't even we know didn't, each other, right? Nope. We just we just would say hi and bye, and that, yeah. that'd be it. You I know? met him the first time we met was when we worked, and I we talked for two minutes, and I was yeah. like, oh, "That's what we're doing. I'll see you out there." Were you, was there any tentativeness at all? Like, you know, I don't know if it's going to work or like, let's give it a try and make it oh, rock. Tagging? Uh, the team? Yeah, tagging. No, no, not at all. We like, jumped once, right in. Once, once uh, we got the go-ahead, it's like, all right, you guys are officially a team. Like, all right, well, I'm going to put everything I can into this. And, and Lenny was the same exact way. Yeah. Like, we weren't we weren't very tentative at all. Like, we just, we'll, we'll try stuff and see if it works. Let's, let's go. Like, I'm not, we're not scared to like, you know, fail or fall on our asses. And but every match you have at this point is good. It's been, it's been fun. You know it's been great. Like, uh, I think they've been really solid. And the best part is, and, and this is like a, a big thing here. I've noticed that it doesn't matter if we're wrestling at 7 PM or one thirty in the morning. Like guys like you and Dustin, they're all watching the matches and they pull mm-hmm. us aside and go, Hey, this is what you did. Right. But mm-hmm. this is what you did wrong. Try to fix it for next week. That's something that uh, on the Indies you don't have. It's really rare, and right? we've done that every time we get advice. We, we yeah, we try to fix it, you know, it. and and it's a testament to how how much you guys like love love it here and love the business where you want everyone to succeed, not just the main guys, right? You want well, everybody like, here. I always say that everybody that's that's under contract, everyone that's here on the show is here to be a star. Yep. There's nobody slotted like not to be a star. Yeah. So everybody's gonna get a shot. Right. That's what I love so much about you know you guys worked hard, made this team. Then we do the 30th anniversary show. And then you guys become the house band of dark. And now it's like you're getting slotted in to yeah. dynamite like constantly. Yeah. And getting on dynamite is not easy it's, to do. Especially with the size of this roster. Not well, at I feel all. like we've worked like, our way. Not at up. all. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And now it's like, once again, not just, oh, it's, you know, Bubba and Devon's friend yeah. or Jericho's friend. Now it's like, fuck all that. You guys yeah. have created your own niche and your own world yeah. mm-hmm. to now okay here's a an eight-man tag or tonight right. here's orange yeah. versus versus luther with serpentico or yeah. sometimes it's serpentico versus joey with luther and like yeah. there's always something going on 
which to me is like that's something you should be very proud of yeah like i i i'm very fortunate uh to and i told lenny this like in private where like if it wasn't for him like i don't know where i'd be you know like it, it uh, tony put us together and he was all for it he could have said no you know he's been wrestling for mm-hmm. you know 30 plus years he could have said well it's not for me who is this kid mm-hmm. and he welcomed me with open arms and like he trusts literally trusts any idea i have like hey what about this this week and he never thinks about it he says yes mm-hmm. let's go let's do it let's do it and it's it's something that i'll, I'll i appreciate because not everyone would be that way you know our first match together, we were walking out, and my exact words to him were, "All I, all I wanted this match was to get him signed." Yeah, that's all I says. Like this yeah. match, I just this yeah. Is our first, signed? our very first match together, I wasn't signed. No, so, so you were just doing like a just just showing up appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our very first match, like as a team, like I wasn't signed. So did you get you get that you got signed? That was that yeah. night. That's great. And that I was, was like, we were walking out. I was like, I don't care what happens. This is yeah. this is all I want is for yeah. you. To get signed because uh, you're a good guy and you deserve it. We, we did that match, and the next day I wrestled Scorpio Sky, and then you know the tapes rung so late, so you know I walked back the mile to the locker room. There's nobody there. Everyone went home. Like, all right, I'm just changed by myself, and I'm taking my <laughs> boots off. You know, like, all right, this is great, guys. Right. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, a few minutes later, a CD comes in, like asking for him. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm in trouble. What I do? Like, I'm trying to think back. Like, what mistake did I make? He's like, and he pulled me aside and he he said, hey, this is for all the hard work you've done the last few months this is for you and just sign me right there so so happy for him yeah. <laughs> what a great day for you like, oh, thinking, like you mentioned six months earlier you thought it might be the I, end of the might line be, might be the end yeah yeah i was looking into regular jobs and seeing how i could do survive my i was eating through my savings had no money you know i look at my girlfriend like i don't know what we're doing in next month but we'll try to figure it out and mm. then you know six months later here i am talk as jericho <laughs> it's so funny man when you're talking about the, lenny had the same reaction when cd wants to see you like you know <laughs> yeah. cd's oh, like, the head of town relations <laughs> yeah i'm like I'm, I, this for is sure, it. I for sure thought i'm like all right well i'm not coming back all right well <laughs> that's that great guys I said the you same gotta thing. tell the story again len when, when you got called so in they brought, I, so i thought i was gonna get in trouble because actually <laughs> That night, I, something I got bumped or something, so I thought I was going to get in trouble for that because Doc was like, oh, you got to sit off. Oh, because you had bronchitis, had bronchitis or something. This is pre-corona. This is before yeah. corona, which I tested for, and I did not have corona. Right. It was it was bronchitis. I, I love how now if you get a cold, all of a sudden, oh, you're, yeah, and you're the flu doesn't, The flu doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Right? Every, yeah, every other ailment that ever <laughs> yeah, never yeah, existed. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so I was like, oh, but I was going to still go out, and but they were like, no, you got to sit. So I thought... <laughs> Because in the old, that, that would have yeah. been how it was. Like, oh, you're out, you're you out. You can't work, you're yeah, done, you know? buddy, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's why I would have worked with the missing, like, a limb or whatever. I'm still going out and there. And we have many times. You know? So I go in the room, and then I'm like, oh, this is, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I was about to tell him, like, I'll still go and work. Like, I, I'm It's not mine. I'm it's good. not me. It's, I'm you know good. it's not me. <laughs> you know it's not me. And then, uh, but then he wants to sign me. And then I thought. Is this a rib? Is this real? Yeah. He actually asked them, "Is this a is rib?" Is this a rib? It's <laughs> great. Because yeah. old school thinking, right? It's like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a rib. You're fired. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, dude, I've seen that before. Oh, I had yeah. one one I've time heard those stories, where this yeah. book, uh, one of the writers in WWE, goes, "Yeah, he was an Irish guy called Irish Pete, something or other. He had a big chip in his front tooth, and he called me. He's like, you working with Triple H this week uh, for, for the Intercontinental Title?' I'm like, oh, okay, am I winning? He goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "No, I'm just kidding." <laughs> I was like, I said, you're lucky you're on the phone, motherfucker, because I'm ready to jump right through there and, yeah. sit, and, and smash your face in, you idiot. Because that stuff happened all the time. Yeah. Which, that's one thing I like about the new 
era or whatever era, yeah. it's it's not like that it's it's way better so last few things what's the you mentioned uh, serpentico uh, how late the tapings go because yeah. there is literally sometimes 17 18 literally, dark, literally. <laughs> what's the latest you've wrestled i have actually clock my phone at two in the morning my music hit put my phone down like let's go at actual 2 a.m 2 a.m i got back to the curtain around 2 15 ish and uh yeah it's it's <laughs> we've left here at three yeah there's there's been times where we're literally the last people in the locker room we're just yeah. you know our bags and our just they're everywhere everyone everyone cleaned up everyone went home like all right House band, here we go. That's House what Roddy band. Piper told me. He goes, kid, when you're in the main event, it's the loneliest, the loneliest time. Spot, he, goes, yeah. he goes, the main event is to the purpose for two things, to make the promoter money and to give the boys time to get in the car and leave before traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two in the morning has been the latest I've wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> and cold. And cold. Ooh. Right. Yes. Because well, by then it's like so chilly and that's got that wind. And yeah. We've been wrestling outside here in Daly's Place, and thank goodness we have this, this venue, but from... 110 degrees, no joke, right. to right. like, you know, 35 degrees. 30 with wind. With wind, yeah. no joke either way. Yeah. It's like we, we are the braving the elements yeah. out here. It's like breathing hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like working in Japan. Sometimes you get to some of those small buildings in the summer, no air conditioning. Yeah. In the winter, no heat. Yeah. And you're changing in a broom closet with like, it's freezing. <laughs> with like two logs and a, you know, a butane lighter. And you're yep. just like, you know, this is cold. <laughs> Last question for you guys. When you think of all the matches you've had, you've had so many good ones and so many diverse op- opponents here. Which ones stand out for you that you've had in AEW, either on Dynamite or Dark? I really love the uh, the Bear Country match we had last week. Just two big clashes in style. Because I love wrestling big guys because they can throw me around. And Lenny throws me around as it is. <laughs> but it's different when somebody else can do it too. Like I, can, right. I love telling that story. Yeah. I've actually... This isn't a, a cop. Well, I loved our match. Like, cause yeah. I got to wrestle with you. So much history. Yeah. Um, hopefully that'll happen at some time again. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, every match I've really, I've really enjoyed all of our matches because we've got to work so many different people. Yeah. Like Phoenix and that was a and, good one. Phoenix yeah, and, and Panta. That, that's a little a, like clash in styles and like a language barrier as well. Like, yeah. but also too, they're known for like you know, okay, it's Penta and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be the craziest match. But the match today with you guys was was wasn't crazy. It was just yeah. a fun. Yeah, it was like a great like not a house show match because it was more intense than that. But it was just like here's what they can do when they're not expected to be crazy boys yeah. here's what mm-hmm. they can do when they're two baby faces against two heels mm-hmm. right yeah it's, what a concept right great storytelling yeah. and that's, that's something like we pride ourselves in we love telling like uh, it's like small stories like in, in our matches and stuff and I think that's what they that's why they stand out as well I think we're kind of almost like kind of old school wrestling mm-hmm. and then we keep our minds like that or we, well, our, you are. we structure our matches yeah. Yeah. like it's 50 plus years combined experience you know, yeah. there's not a lot of people that have that here yeah it's it's tag team one on one. That's kind of what I would say we do. Like we we stick in those in that guideline and and tell a good story. And we have a story because we have our, our gimmicks kind of the story mm-hmm. and try to make the bay faces good bay faces. You know, and I think it works. It's the uh, not you rocket know? science philosophy of wrestling. Yeah, and it's been great. And I uh, love the tag. And I yeah want to keep going for ten, yeah, ten years. Ten years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And oh. go the world and elsewhere. elsewhere. I mean, once again, you guys are, are, are like most of the guys on our town roster. You've never wrestled anywhere other than Jacksonville. Can you yeah. imagine what it's going to be like when we get to oh, go yeah. to places with crowds and, and yeah. people in different cities, you know? That'd be Can't cool. Wait. Well, Chaos Project, one of my uh, favorite teams. And uh, 
Look forward to seeing you uh, whip some ass tonight or get your ass whipped by that orange sucking bastard. I hate oranges. I hate oranges too. He owes me $7,000 for my jacket. I'll get it tonight for you. Every really? penny. Every yeah. penny. I'll get at least seven bucks for you. <laughs> the one with the rocket ship? <laughs>